I'm Joe Morgenstern, the film critic of the Wall Street Journal. Star Trek Beyond starts with a joke about size. No, nothing to do with contemporary politics. It's an optical joke, a clever reminder that size is a relative thing. The same goes for this production. It looks big with plenty of cosmic battles, but it feels smallish, a congenial adventure with familiar friends. The movie is shadowed, of course, by two losses. The death last year of Leonard Nimoy, the original Spock, and last month of Anton Yelchin, the exuberant young actor seen here for the last time as the unquenchable optimist Pavel Chekhov. The plot is linear and essentially mystery-free. During a routine five-year mission, the Enterprise is unexpectedly dispatched to rescue a crew stranded in uncharted territory. That turns out to be an ambush by a space creep called Crawl. He's played by Idris Elba. Many of the battles that ensue are generic and really boring, in spite of computer graphics that have previously conjured up a lovely vision of a utopian city in a deep space station called Yorktown Base. It's because Kral's fleet consists of a digital swarm of tiny shiplets so numerous and featureless that they amount to a visual abstraction. Crawl, on the other hand, is concretely evil, a vampiric creature with terrible teeth whose motives, as eventually revealed, are banal. Crawl does, however, inflict lots of misery on the Enterprise and its crew, so he's perversely responsible for some of the movie's better moments. One of them comes when the Enterprise is under siege and all systems are failing rapidly. Suddenly, Scotty finds two cables that have been torn asunder, plugs them back together, and whammo, the ship is back to 100% power. Another comes when Spock, severely injured on an alien planet, is succored by his old friend Bones. The scene is medically silly, even by Star Trek standards, and emotionally resonant. Spock's tenderly fraught relationship with Lieutenant Uhura is revisited briefly and wittily. In the run-up to the film's release, much was made of the decision to reveal that Sulu, the Enterprise helmsman, is gay. He's played by John Cho. The film treats the issue matter-of-factly, almost fleetingly. What's fascinating is the reaction of the original Sulu, George Takei. He has expressed his disapproval, not because he's opposed to LGBT equality, he revealed in 2005 that he's gay, but because he believes the decision runs counter to the vision of Star Trek creator Gene Roddenberry. That vision still informs the feature series, though sometimes in an odd way. Effects that are less than special and dialogue that's less than sparkling can be endearing for dedicated Trekkies because they're reminiscent of the original TV series. It's not that worse is considered better, but that not bad can be seen as okay. Star Trek Beyond is better than not bad, by any earthly standards, it's good. I'm Joe Morgenstern. I'll be back on KCRW next week with more reviews.